Well, you ruined it now because I was already <laughs> recording. So <laughs> we don't need to do that now. It's already over. So where are we coming at them live from? Coming at them live from New York City. Holy crap. You got it right. Yeah. <laughs> but today we are talking. We just saw Stone Cold Bummer by Manipulate. What did we see? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so we saw black panther wakanda forever this is a movie that has been out for a couple of weeks now right yep and it's the sequel to the 1997 blockbuster blue thunder blue thunder <laughs> yeah which is a sequel to red thunder which was the prequel to violet thunder yep thunder guns and the yeah thunder guns thunder guns to uh, thunder thighs mm-hmm. thunder heaven time that's the other one but yeah wakanda forever it's one of those situations where you had in the interim period between the first movie and the second movie you had the star who tragically passed away god bless his soul and all that thing chadwick boseman chadwick boseman who was he was initially introduced in civil war right yes that's the first one he was in yep yeah nobody knew nobody had any idea they're like who's this guy and then he pops up and hangs with all the legit heroes, and it, it was thoroughly enjoyable. All the nerds were already geeking out as soon as they came out, and he really just showed up for everybody that didn't know him, too. It was awesome. He was a perfect casting. Yeah, so really, really good casting. And then we have the first Black Panther movie, and uh, we haven't talked about that one in particular. No. So we just kind of leapfrogged that. Because we we just saw Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which is starring... Yeah, I will leave it there. <laughs> so it's got some people in it. I know... Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah, Lupita Nyong'o and M'Baka. Yeah, it's M'Baka. He's awesome. Yeah, and... Martin Freeman. <laughs> Remember the white guy. <laughs> right, yeah. So as George Foreman, and then... We've got some other people, like the the guy who plays Namor. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that guy before. Me either. Okay. But he looks like all the rest of them. Right. What? Merman people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sound a little racist. I thought there was an X in Merman. <laughs> That's what we've got, got going on with this one uh, in particular. And so we can start off, I'm just going to give some general thoughts about this movie. From beginning to end... I enjoyed the music. I thought the music Mm -hmm. was actually pretty decent. It was fun to listen to. Had a unique character. And then I didn't like anything else. How about you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, one thing I do want to say is spoilers for anybody that really wants to watch it because I'm probably going to say stuff and I'm not going to censor myself. Yeah, we're just spoiling. I liked that they just ran kind of head on right in the beginning of the movie with Chadwick Boseman's death and they just started out, just show his funeral, just get it out of the way so nobody's like questioning what's going to happen in the movie. They yeah, know it's already just moving Okay, on. okay, I can add that as a positive. That was actually um, done pretty tastefully. Yeah. And then, like, the Marvel intro that they had at all Black Panther and Chadwick Boseman, that kind of, like, pulled up my heartstrings. Okay, okay, I can add that and too. That was a positive. Was at fine. the very end, when she's, like, remembering her brother, that was good. Oh, that was stupid. And then, like, everything else in between was just kind of <laughs> like, where's Chadwick Boseman? I wish he was here. But we do have to, I mean, the guy, whoever plays Mbaka. Yeah. That guy, every time he's on screen, he's thoroughly interesting. He's the most interesting character, for me, for the whole franchise. He feels like, I mean, he is his character. Yeah, he's like, for sure. Everybody else, you can kind of, for the most part, tell that they're acting. 
And like he is, he's a good enough actor that he just embodies Mbaka at every moment. All his facial expressions, everything he does, the way he moves, it's awesome. And the way that he has interests beyond just whatever's going on with Wakanda and the main characters. You know, he has his own interests. Yeah. And what he wants to accomplish and what he's concerned about and all that stuff. There's there's extra stuff going on with him that you don't have with a lot of the other characters. Well, know? and he's got his like his own personal motivations. But he definitely shows the character to like set them aside to help out his country or help out his people. He does actually care about the whole nation, but he really wants to lead his people the best. It's like he really like reflects all of those characteristics you'd want in a good leader in general throughout. Yeah, so it's quality. I just uh, I like that guy. Yep. But beyond that, you've got what's her name? Shuri. Yeah. The inexplicable genius number one. Yep. Who it was actually it was more it was more explicit and over the top in the first one. Yeah. You know, her crazy genius just makes no sense whatsoever that she's like five and a super genius at everything. So it was kind of toned down in this one because they had a second inexplicable super genius. Yeah. That well, they had to make room for. And it made it easier to like just believe sure that Suri was a genius because she was in the last one. Okay, whatever, we'll just let this continue to slide. This is obviously just not going to be very well established, but it is it is what it is. And then, lo and behold, the second super genius was even less established by a lot. Yeah, wow. Just, like, <laughs> just plug that right in there. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, they could have, I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to shoehorn in. They're really kind of messing up the potential for the character. Um, lo and behold, she's Ironheart. I don't know if you know about Ironheart, but it's yeah, like I know everything Woman about Iron Man, Ironheart, which Gwyneth Paltrow, Pepper Potts was supposed to have been that. <laughs> she was already and in the third just, one, like, right? Yeah. yeah, and they just like kind of like redid it and just made her make her own Iron Man suit with like the same kind of like graphics and everything yeah. as Tony Stark made, but she just made it herself. I I don't understand it. Yeah, it was goofy and I hated it. I didn't particularly like the actress either. I didn't think much of the there's much chemistry or the comedic whatever. I didn't think much of that worked. Mm-hmm. There are only a couple of times where it hit the right way, but she doesn't seem to have the kind of charisma that you need, especially following up from Iron Man. Mm-hmm. But Gwyneth Paltrow and her vagina candles doesn't have the you know charisma either for that. Yeah. She's just annoying. It just doesn't make any sense to me why they would just completely redo a character that's already done, that's not gone. That like it, They could have made her into really anything. She could have been a genius in her own right, but like not have her... Be geniuses on stuff she couldn't possibly know. When the queen was in her area and they're getting attacked, and she's like, "Can I help?" And she's like, "Sure." And then she has this magic screen on the window that she all of a sudden knows how to like operate Wakandan computers yeah. that are like far beyond what she could possibly comprehend. It's like asking me to fly a French helicopter, you know, out of nowhere. <laughs> French like, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's that yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just didn't. I don't think she worked at all as a character. There wasn't much of interest to her. There wasn't enough of an arc. There wasn't enough for her to do. I also didn't like how they just kind of added a bunch of extra Iron Man people. The blue, (laughs) like, wavy Iron Man people at the end. Blue Angels or something. Yeah, I can't remember what they were called. (laughs) Something Angels. Nightmare Angels or something. Yeah, so the Nighttime Angels. And it was just... You're already adding another character that's just a Iron Man knockoff. Mm-hmm. So you're going to add extra ones on top of that? Yeah. It's like, oh, come on. Well, they could have like given them suits to help with their already awesome and well-showcased fighting abilities. And just gave them more strength and stuff to make them more formidable against these other people. But then it made them sure they could fly and it's all over the top with it. And that's what... Obviously, there are... 
some extra film things that are going on because there mm. were things that were happening outside of the film that affected you know what was going on inside the film obviously losing the main character was a big part of it but also there's this whole idea of trying to and this is something that kevin feige the producer on the whole marvel cinematic universe talked about was trying to get more at least 50 percent of the heroes to be female instead of male that was one of the things that he had set out to do Mm-hmm. And so in this movie, it was kind of glaring, but not as bad as in some. <laughs> they were trying to overcompensate. They were overdoing them. it, yeah. Where all of the authoritative characters ended up having to be female. You know, mm-hmm. even you have what's her name. The whole subplot with the CIA people was completely useless. Is there's nothing to it. Yeah, it was so I dumb. Mean, like the, the Americans never even became a yeah, part they of any of the came war at all. Or did anything? But anyway, so you have not Lois. What's her What's her name? <laughs> Lewis. Julia Louise Dreyfus. What's her character name on, on Seinfeld? Uh, Elaine. Elaine, yeah, okay. Elaine so, Bennis. Yeah. <laughs> so you got Elaine, who's, you know, the, the leader of the CIA. You've got, you know, the queen, who's the leader of the Wakandans. You've got, even when you have that initial CIA operation or whatever, when they're out in the water, mm-hmm. uh, you have a, a female leader of that. You've got... The two females who are the inexplicable geniuses who are the center of the movie. You got like the female president of France. That's the female president of France, exactly. So any virtually anywhere except for Mbaka's, you know, mm. people and the villains. Those are the only places where you don't have female who's the who's the leader. Mm-hmm. And that can be glaring just that you see how they're deliberately trying to make sure that they do that, you know, for political mm-hmm. purposes as opposed to for storytelling purposes. And like I said, it's been worse in other places. It wasn't that distracting when it came to this. I think because of the way that they handle the fight scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, because they were they were actually a lot better than you see in a lot of these kind of movies. Yeah. You know, even though she's like you know, 60 pounds mm-hmm. and she's fighting a guy who's, uh, he's kind of chunky. He wasn't actually, didn't look that yeah, formidable. <laughs> but still the way they shot the fight scenes, it actually like, it wasn't that. The good. one on the bridge was pretty badass. Yeah. yeah I really it, liked that it was choreo- how that was choreographed. And, and like you said, those particular characters who were in the first one, where they have like the female crew that that's their like main warriors. Yeah, the main warriors. They're fine. Yeah, <laughs> they, well, you believe that they could take on whoever they run into. The thing is that for their persona, it was never just that we're women and we're badass. It's just like just don't fuck with us. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was like that was their whole attitude the whole time, and they just showed it yeah, throughout the whole movie. Yeah, it was like, established that yeah, it, yeah, makes it just wasn't a it wasn't a like see I can do it because I'm a woman. I I don't like when they overdo it. I totally, I, I really liked when um, the Queen of Wakanda did go into that hearing and drug them in and kind of told the rest of the countries, hey, just because our king died doesn't mean we're weak. We are still strong, blah, blah, blah. But I think that was a perfectly fine way to establish her as a leader. Yeah, you know, 100%. Without yeah. just drawing attention to the fact that she's a woman and a leader. She yeah. was just a leader, which is awesome. Yeah, she didn't have to punch anybody to show that she was strong and capable. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's so, like that's how you can write those kinds of characters. But I got a question for you. So super genius number two, how much easier would that have been to follow and take in if it was that girl's professor was the one that actually put it in and it was a 60 year old lady that's just been a really really genius engineer for a bunch of years and she helped the cia and you could have her just as seemingly defenseless seemingly completely innocent within this sphere and just as much in need of protecting from the wakandans 
but without making it unbelievable that she could do this. Yeah, that would because you know, she's mean, nineteen. That would definitely be better, even if they had that as a as a duo, wherein they had mm. the professor, you know, who's the one who's who working knows, has with a, her. Yeah, working with her, and she's the apprentice and learning all this stuff. Yeah, super gifted student. Yeah, exactly. And then the professor dies, and the student's the one that lives and yeah. knows, and that's how they like. And you got that set up, and she can have you know kind of a, a rough moment at the end of this where she gets to be heroic. But the real setup is for the next movie that's coming along. Mm-hmm. You know, that that all would have been much smoother and made much more sense, you know, mm-hmm. when it came to introducing this particular character. Yeah, in this one, it was it was just really rough. It was an extremely clunky. rough sketch and clunky the way they tried to introduce this and, and use this character because they didn't really have much for her to do, you know, as mm-hmm. the movie went on. And uh, it was three hours. They could have cut out all the CIA stuff. Didn't need any of it. They could have cut out... All the slow mo, they could just reg- they had it regular mo, and then they wouldn't have had to save time on that one because we've seen slow motion how many other contexts already. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff that they could have. They got a cut ton out. of stuff in the deleted scenes on the DVD. What did they do? They could have had a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, as deleted scenes in the DVD. Yeah. And they- so one thing that actually surprised me because Shuri was annoying to me in the first one mm-hmm. because maybe because they were overdoing the inexplicable super genius stuff mm-hmm. but she wasn't as annoying in this one like it was it was kind of fine that they had her motivations and and what her personality was like and the things that she was concerned about and all that it would have been better if she had more I don't know if, if there were those moments where she's lacking self-assurance and she has to regain that as mm-hmm. opposed to it always being about, I'm just sad about my, you know, what happened to my brother. There could have been some more internal psychological stuff that was going on that was specifically related to her. But I don't know. What do you think about her? I think, I don't know. I think she was okay. I don't think she was enough to be a lead as like the character was written. Yeah. She, yeah. Like she couldn't carry a full movie as that character, which was problematic. I mean. Yeah, it was they, a little thin. They would have had to have established a lot more. I feel like maybe of her background or of that year in between how she spent it, if that was used in a way to where she either was studying more to become more of a leader, understanding that her role, she needed to grow up real quick kind of thing. But they just kind of jumped into it and it didn't, it didn't yeah, hit. Because right? I watched something recently where the person over the course has to learn that they need to be a leader. And I can't remember what it was, but they did it really well, you know, where they mm-hmm. took a, a long time and there are a whole bunch of things that happened to them that they had to deal with. And it was over this time just taking this battering that made them able to have the wisdom to be a leader. Mm-hmm. And for her, it was like never a question that she could totally and just fine. And there's no mm-hmm. would be no issue with that. It was just always assumed she could always do that. And it was just the issue of when she gets in the leadership role and mm-hmm. and whether she's gonna kill the bad guy or not. And there just wasn't much to that. Well the only thing that really like brought it really to my attention where it was actually a problem and I realized what the problem was was what Mbaka said to her, you've lost too much to be considered a child anymore. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, and it was, oh yeah, she has actually been through a whole bunch. Kind of makes sense that she would be capable, you know, a lot more capable than her age would, you know, necessarily show. But- yeah, and that was a, it was a comment. But like I said, the movie itself, like she doesn't express her doubts in her own abilities to be able to lead. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that's not part of her character as it goes forward. It's more just her being sad about her brother. Yeah. So if there would have been more of that, then that creates some kind of an arc for that character to come around. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas it, it was really muddled uh, what her arc is or what she's learning throughout. Because it's just, I'm really mad and uh, 
I want to kill the guy and then, oh, no, I don't because, you know, my mom wouldn't want me to or something like that. And Yeah, it seemed almost like for the first three quarters of the movie, they completely like shielded from the audience how she was processing her brother's death. It was like we kind of knew she's sad, but it seemed she was just deciding she just didn't want to deal with it and was bottling it up and leaving it at that. And then it went from that to when she does have the heart-shaped herb and she like goes and sees her ancestral plane or whatever, runs into Killmonger. That she's just, no, this is straight up revenge. I want to kill people. And it, it seemed like her motiva- motivations for the revenge became way more aggressive out of nowhere from like yeah. the rest of the movie. It seemed like she was much more toned down. Yeah. 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 You know? I th- yeah. I think that's what I was, I was picking up on too. It's just, that it just, there were two quick of turns in those, in those things that mm-hmm. um, weren't earned. They didn't earn everything that they could have earned with that character. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we've gone about 18 minutes without a joke. <laughs> <laughs> perfect <laughs> so that's that's a, that's what our viewers like yeah that's what our, our episodes legitimate, are known for <laughs> legitimate reviews thanks for sticking around so far totally hetero <laughs> reviews <laughs> doesn't go uh bendy anyway so having said that i'm gonna give <laughs> black panther wakanda forever I'm definitely going to give it one of the two freezers of 15 of the 32 happinesses. Okay. <laughs> so that's, that one makes sense. That's what I'm going to give that movie. What are you going to give it? I'm thinking like six donuts. Six donuts. Do you, what per, what flavor? That's important. Um flavored <laughs> unflavored donuts yeah like they take <laughs> they take like, the sugar out it's just dough <laughs> that's all it tastes like yeah, i guess it could be like powdered it can't or something. be glazed or anything nope, just powdered just powdered what kind of powder like baby powder no nope, black powder <laughs> black powder <laughs> what do you mean like activated charcoal what kind of black powder uh, gunpowder like, okay gunpowder donuts is what this movie gets six of them <laughs> so that i think that makes a lot of sense so the movie, the next movie that we watched right after Wakanda Forever was, of course, I'm not doing that one. <laughs> That's true, but I'm not doing that one. I don't, well, don't, even... don't tell them the truth. <laughs> they don't need to know. The movie that we're going to do is... Eraser. <laughs> Eraser, yeah. So Eraser, of course, is starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. and he is... A CIA agent or something, and he has to erase people. Mm-hmm. So, of course, everybody is animated. <laughs> They're all tuned. <laughs> so he carries around a giant eraser, and he has to try to execute all the tunes, mm-hmm. like Roger Rabbit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll just throw him in a vat of acid. Yeah, or throw with him. Doc Brown. Yeah, with Doc Brown. So, yeah, what'd you think of Eraser? So, little known fact, it was actually inspired from a quote from Snatch, where he says, I don't erase the bodies. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just like, create the bodies. I don't erase the bodies. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so if he's going to create them, we do need somebody to be able to erase people and bodies that's right so it was it was mickey from snatch it was the one who's drawing all these things yep. <laughs> and, and creating the bodies uh, and so now arnold schwarzenegger that's his character is that he's he's got to go around erasing the bodies or mm-hmm. raising the bodies yeah, yeah yep that whatever gang star is creating 
Yeah, uh, and that's it leads up to this whole moment wherein he ends up in Toon World mm-hmm. uh, because the rest of the time it just has tunes in our world. So you know mm-hmm. when he's going around erasing things, then, then uh, so it's he runs out of things to erase. Yeah, so then he can erase the environment. <laughs> <laughs> I like the switch to erase. It's <laughs> ridiculous. So so yeah, he's going around with his eraser and he, he's he's hitting like piglet. And that one horse thing from Princess Mononoke. I did not think you were going to say Princess Mononoke. <laughs> so, so he's ra- raising those. Say Mr. <laughs> Who's <laughs> Don't ask that on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> don't Google it. Should I actually bleep that? I don't know. Just don't let people. Okay. Yeah. No, if they know, then they know. <laughs> oh, I, but they're going to Google it, obviously. Please don't. So I'm going to. All right. I'll, I'll delete it. I'll just censor it or whatever. Um, yeah. He's erasing the all the random characters, you know. But then mm. he ends up in Toontown. So he's got this crazy existential crisis because if he erases all the world, then what happens to him? You know, where yeah. is he? Well, the thing is that he had at this point lost his mind enough to where he was willing to go that far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was totally. Yeah. Thankfully, there was somebody else in Toontown that could stand up to him. Michael right. Jordan. Was it? Yeah, he just <laughs> came from his basketball game. <laughs> he won with the tunes. Right. So. And so it's Michael Jordan versus Arnold Schwarzenegger. You realize this is the second time we've invoked Michael Jordan in this movie, right? Not this in movie. In, no. In, in uh I mean, LeBron James. NBA Jam. The yeah. second time that we've used NBA Jam in one of our reviews. Yep, it's NBA Jam. Yeah. And we're going to switch to LeBron James. Okay, then. we switch. Because <laughs> so, this is a new one. It's, we're, we're all fresh reviews. So, Michael, releasing. yeah, Michael Jordan, obviously, he retired in between scenes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, he had to get LeBron James. They had to get LeBron James into the movie. Yeah, so he he's erasing the whole world, and then LeBron James steps in. Mm. But... That wasn't in time to prevent what had happened because he erased most, like, half of the world at that point. So he's just standing in a whole white area. Mm -hmm. So then it turns out that... That was Cleveland. (laughs) No. (laughs) The white area where he's standing. (laughs) It's really, really white. Yeah. (laughs) Cleveland. Uh, So, yeah. When he sees all the whiteness around, that, that's what invoked LeBron James to show up. Because yep. uh, he has a problem with that. With Cleveland? <laughs> Obviously. With Cleveland, yeah. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a double bluff extra thingy because then they got LeBron James to play for the whites in, in Cleveland again. <laughs> yeah, for the Pleasantville whites. Yeah, for the Pleasantvilles. Yeah, so, so that was, um, it was an interesting twist. I was trying mm-hmm. to think of... Who's the damn woman from The Matrix? Trinity? Yeah, dang it. <laughs> Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. <laughs> no, Trinity, I, um, Carrie Ann Moss. Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of the whole time because it was a complete blank white thing. Oh, yeah. So she was going to show up. Come and, in. Yeah, the machine guns were going to come <laughs> in. It would have made sense for Arnold Schwarzenegger and LeBron James, but mm-hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't pull it together. All right, I'll cut that out. <laughs> so, so yeah, so now we've got LeBron James playing for Cleveland again, mm. and we've got Eraser who's trying to what? erase LeBron because they're battling now. Right, right, um, they're against each other. So, um, spoiler alert: Arnold Schwarzenegger only gets as far as a little bit of LeBron's hair in the back before LeBron's <laughs> able to stop him. He gets some of the hairline in the front. Yeah, too. a little bit of hairline so, in the front. So, yeah. Very targeted and, erasing he gets. And he got he got a tiny bit of the talent because apparently he can't freaking win anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Old man. Yeah, he Lakers are not doing well. So he erased some of that talent for sure. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, LeBron wins out versus uh, Conan or what? <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, Conan O'Brien. <laughs> oh, I mean, no, no, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Conan. So that's what they get. So LeBron, he gets, he edges out in the, in the game. Because he got a pen. And just drew back. The rest <laughs> he of the just drew, drew back some of his talent enough to <laughs> enough yeah. to get the win, and then draw the half of the world that Arnold Schwarzenegger erased. And right, Arnold Schwarzenegger's like, well, screw this. If you're just gonna draw it back, I'm leaving. <laughs> and then he leaves. But he drew it. It's like mostly stick figures and stuff. <laughs> so he just it was a quick sketch. That's how Chet Holmgren came into existence. Who the heck is Chet Holmgren? He played for Gonzaga. He's like NBA prospect. He's like seven foot one and like ninety one pounds. He's terrifying to watch play. He's so freaking skinny. Somebody drew him? Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger did. He's a stick figure. Oh, he's a stick figure. Okay. <laughs> in the NBA. So, yeah, Arnold leaves the Toon world, you know, mm-hmm. because he lost in that particular game. And now, he's so he's back, and he has got to uh, stop the world from seeing... <laughs> from seeing... Um, Commando. Because I was... <laughs> Is that why I don't remember it at all? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he succeeded. That's one of those things where it has a fable that makes sense of your world and how your world goes. Just like where somebody explains what the moon is or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this is explaining why nobody knows what Commando is about. So, you know what this reminds me of? Like, <laughs> when you, well, reminds me of. So, when you said Commando, I was like, wait, I remember Commando. And I remember a part where Arnold Schwarzenegger was driving a bulldozer and there was a uh, Rolling Stones can't get no satisfaction was playing in the background. Wasn't that Raw Deal? Yes. And that's, <laughs> I was like, it's not Commando. That's Raw Deal. And I remember that part distinctly. And I was like, I don't remember anything in Commando. Awesome. That like fulfilled our the whole thing. Yeah. The whole line we're going with right now. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, it, it was real apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So that was definitely Raw Deal. So I have no idea what happens in Commando either. So yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. That's, well, there is no Commando. Is that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger made it back and had to make sure that we couldn't remember Commando. Yep. The only real true Commando was frank reynolds that's true that's true he saw some things i'm gonna give what is this movie again eraser Eraser. yeah eraser i'm gonna give eraser just about like a chicken's happiness out of the golden variety hour of the oldest people on the second earth today second earth today yeah i'm gonna give him a scooter scooter okay one scooter for command no not commando what is it razor <laughs> razor okay <laughs> so uh, yeah that was an arnold schwarzenegger movie it's an action thing that we thought we'd throw in there after wakanda forever yeah he was the last action hero on that one right and so the next <laughs> funny you should say that because the next movie that we are going to talk about total recall is total recall <laughs> <laughs> But only the remake because I want to actually oh talk. God. I only I want to actually talk about Total Recall at some point because okay. it's amazing. All right, so let's talk about the god awful remake. Yeah, the god awful remake. It was yeah. so so terrible with Colin Firth as the king. As Colin Firth as the king who has a speech impediment. <laughs> yeah, and it had Naomi Watts. Was she in it? Sure. She was Naomi Watts as the person who was losing her soul when was, she died. Yeah, was she the Asian? Yeah, as the Asian person that was losing her soul when she died. And then it also had... Who else was in this stupid movie? Robocop. <laughs> and it had a Robocop. Yeah, those are the main characters. So. I'm guessing. I don't know. So Colin Firth as the king, but it did have Colin Farrell as the... The Colin secret. Firth, but like untamed. Yeah, he was the, he was the other... <laughs> 
I didn't even pick that up. So yeah, Colin Farrell was the, the Farrell version of Colin Firth. So he was the one, though. So we remember Colin Firth, anybody who doesn't know how the movie works, is Colin Firth as the king with the speech impediment. He was actually brainwashed to mm-hmm. forget that he was a secret agent. Mm-hmm. And so he goes into recall. Which is, he was trying to get some speech work done to improve his speech. But... He wanted to be able to say persimmon. Yeah, he was just trying to say persimmon. Because he was going to do a cooking show later. So so that was how he was going to bring the people together, was to cook with some persimmon. (laughs) But he goes into this total recall place where they're trying to get him to remember how to say the stupid word. But they, they inject him, you know, with like electrodes and things. And it makes him remember that he's actually a secret agent. Mm-hmm. And and you don't really know. There's this ambiguity whether he is an actual secret agent or not. But later you find out that his secret Asian agent person is Colin Farrell when he mm-hmm. watched him in the video. Yep. Yeah. So what else happens? <laughs> so then he goes to try and find this Farrell version of himself. Why and would so he, he like stalks him outside of the apartment complex? Okay, I'm just. But why would he go try to find himself? It was just another version of him. Well, because he's confused why there is another version of him. <laughs> I just. But how is he chasing himself if himself is what's internal? No, they're like separate people. <laughs> what? Enemy. <laughs> Don't bring enemy into this to try to save your... Oh, my God. Well, he saw a version of himself. Okay. So he was watching a movie. He was he was watching that, that one movie with Rachel Weiss. Mm-hmm. Constantine. (laughs) And so he saw himself, but it was really Keanu Reeves. (laughs) So he chases down Keanu Reeves, thinking that it's Colin Farrell. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to get that Colin Farrell. There's a Farrell version of Colin Firth. (laughs) And it turns out to be Keanu Reeves. And John Wick, of course. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah, so he has trouble taking down Keanu Reeves. (laughs) Keanu Reeves is like busy killing people. Hey, hey. And Keanu Reeves just won't even pay attention to him. He's busy. Right. Well, also, he can't speak very well. So so he's not getting through his sentences. He's like, (laughs) that's how he says his name. That's his impediment. Yeah. It's not just that he stutters. He goes, (laughs) yeah, he sounds like a gungan. He's got marbles in his mouth all the time. He needs to spit him out if he wants to be able to talk. What what does he say when he tries to talk to a Rachel Weiss? He sounds like he's trying to start a flooded lawnmower. <laughs> All right. So it does, it does, um, it sort of kind of impacts their romantic scenes. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know how I found that Yeah. What does this vinegar stroke sound like? <laughs> That's, it's, it's good. Yeah. Just like during the sex scene, just like right at the end, he's like, I'm coming. <laughs> like, that's perfect. That's what they find out that that's what inspires him to be able to speak properly. He needs to be able to ejaculate in, constantly. In the, in the middle of ejaculation. So when he does the cooking show later, <laughs> he's about to put in the persimmon. And that's where he puts in the, <laughs> the other. He puts so, it in the persimmon yeah. so that he can say it right. So that he can say it right. But the, So that's a great moment that they get to have that where he gets to, he gets to say it right. And then he thinks, <laughs> and then the whole country of England is thankful for him. But then John Wick breaks in and kills everybody on set. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, it was an excellent part of the movie. I thought. Yeah. What'd it was think? hard for it to continue. I can't believe we're only halfway through it. <laughs>
<laughs> oh my god, okay. So everybody's dead at this point. <laughs> but so Keanu Reeves obviously he was attacked because they thought he was Colin Farrell <laughs> when he saw Constantine on the TV. But now Keanu Reeves, after he leaves, he finds out that he has a hit put out on him mm-hmm. because of all the people with speech impediments are really pissed off about this. So now we can do all the various speech impediments of the people who are chasing Keanu Reeves. I don't know anybody that has a speech impediment that I can think of. Uh, well, there's one of them who can only say words that start with the letter K. <laughs> So he chases, he's always like, Keanu, Keanu. He could do that part. Yep. That's one of them. What's another one? There's a guy that has to bite as he talks. <laughs> so whatever he's saying, he says, he has to be biting something. Yeah. Okay. So that, that kind of helps though. Yeah. He's he, formidable. Yeah. And he attacks Keanu Reeves uh, based on that. No, there's a lady that can't say formidable. That's it? <laughs> Yeah. It's just formidable. Yeah. Can't say. And Keanu's right. like, you don't seem like you're much of a challenge. And she's like, trust me, I'm very <laughs> crap. <laughs> and then she gets killed before she can finish her sentence because she can't think of anything else that to word. Say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's a good part. And then, so Keanu's obviously going through this. He's He's having to kill all these people with speech impediments. And then it turns out that we don't have anybody with disabilities anymore. <laughs> so, what, what about her? What did she mean? She has to crab walk everywhere. <laughs> Does she? <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't know that Sharon Stone, the actress, could only crab walk. <laughs> this is something I'm just finding out. But now it makes sense why she did it in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, then it was just Keanu Reeves versus Sharon Stone. And because Keanu Reeves always goes for headshots. <laughs> He's not great at shooting things where where the head's not clearly defined. So she crab walks at him. (laughs) He has to keep rolling and evading and stuff because he can't really shoot at her. Yeah, this is is the final fight. And it's actually really, really intense. Lasts about 20 minutes before he's like, what are you doing? And then she's like, I don't know. I'm just crab walking around. And he's like, wait, you don't have a speech impediment. And then she's like, nope. And then they're like, ah, misunderstanding. (laughs) so he just says ah misunderstanding and then they shake hands and and that's they part ways well he goes to try and shake hands with her but because she's crab walking she can't lift her hand up to shake his hand without falling down so she doesn't reach her hand out and that pisses him off and he kills her anyways oh i thought she would have had a a crab claw (laughs) that's the reason it doesn't go well (laughs) yeah that's the kind of crab walk she did replace her hands with claws And then, I mean, he walks off into the sunset. Like, all the way into the sunset. Like, 93 million miles into it. Hit airwalk. He's not in the moor. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Can he moonwalk? (laughs) Right, but that's not hot. Oh, okay, cool. yeah, so he's just on the moon now, and that's <laughs> yeah, that's the end there. of like, that's the end of whatever movie this is. This still Eraser, Total Recall, oh, Total Recall, right? The, the remake. remake, the remake of Total Recall, which had very little to do with Total Recall. Okay, we had Colin Firth in there, <laughs> so Colin so, Farrell barely existed in that. So that was uh, that movie. I'm gonna go ahead and give it the first word out of every script. That was written in 1992 for New Line Cinema out of every script from 1993 that was written for 20th Century Fox, but only by Jewish people. That's actually a lot. 
Yeah. <laughs> so that's a conspiracy theory. I'm going to yep. have to censor that. So go on. What's yeah. yours? Well, Mortal Kombat might be in that realm there. Realm? You used the word realm in relation to Mortal Kombat? Of course I did. That was clever. Thanks. <laughs> um, I'm going to give Total Recall. I'm going to give it the wrong cable. <laughs> the raw cable okay <laughs> so that was total recall and wakanda forever and eraser, eraser. <laughs> and now we're done are you bye i mean are you saying bye <laughs> Freaking hey finally be respectful okay, okay.